0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to
1: the ever changing world of social media. All right. Lots of important YouTube updates to talk about on today's show. Is it time to start putting your podcast on YouTube? Is it worth it? We'll talk about that. Also, a bunch of new updates for live streaming if you are a streamer. And did you know you can have two YouTube trailers? There's a great reason for it. We'll talk about that. And YouTube is testing something new. So not everybody has this thing yet that I want to tell you about, but you should definitely see if your channel or if you have multiple channels, one of your channels has it because it could be huge for your brand, all right? My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a production from Social Media Examiner, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you.
0: I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you.
1: On this week's show, we are talking all about YouTube. So let's start talking about YouTube podcasts. YouTube, over the years, has gone kind of in and out on how much they're going to do with podcasts. And, you know, they say, well, of course, we want your podcasts, especially your video podcasts. But they're rolling out new features very quickly so far this year. So first of all, podcast playlists have now launched globally. So if you already have a podcast on YouTube, you can go in to the content tab, and you can actually take any playlist you already have and just say, hey, this is a podcast. Simple as that. It'll get a little badge on there so people know that it's a podcast. So that's one thing you can do. And then the next thing, and this is the part that could be really powerful for podcasters, is podcast analytics. I mean, let's be frank, podcast analytics are not great. They will show you how many downloads you have. But if somebody subscribes to your podcast and then says auto download, and a lot of people's phones have Tons and tons of space on them these days, it'll just keep auto downloading episodes every single week. So, for years, you could think that you're getting you know hundreds or thousands of downloads every week, and those people aren't listening to the episode at all. So, that's one of the major flaws in podcasting as a technology. Well, with a podcast on YouTube, because people are potentially streaming it, there's more data there you can actually see and theoretically eventually we'll be able to see kinda like we do with YouTube videos where you can see where people dropped off and was there a part that people went back and listened to more than once, different tools like that. Now it won't reflect that from whatever they're listening to if they're listening in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever it might be, but it will still give you some information if you have a decent number of people that are listening or watching your podcast on YouTube. It's probably a pretty good indication of how it's doing elsewhere. And so you can really get an idea of how things are going. So that's one thing that I'm excited about. A lot of people are excited about is the podcast analytics and those have launched globally. So you should see that if you have a podcast on YouTube already. Now, the other reason to lean into podcasts now on YouTube is because YouTube is now adding podcasts and I already have it. I updated my app in the YouTube music app. So you don't have to pay for YouTube music, which is great for us as marketers because our consumers don't have to pay for YouTube music if they use Spotify or Apple Music or something else to be able to listen to podcasts there. First of all, YouTube is going to obviously promote the podcasts that are on their platform. But the other piece of it is if you have a podcast on YouTube and somebody's watching it on YouTube, let's say it's a video podcast, they can actually stop. And if they're logged into the YouTube music app on the same account, they can go in and pick up right where they left off with the video podcast. And my understanding is it goes both ways. So basically, you know how if you're watching something on Netflix on your TV, and then later you pick it up on your phone and it most of the time picks up in the same place. So I could see from a marketing standpoint, where we could say, like, let's say you have a long show, you know, you could say, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, if that's kind of your primary platform, primarily would be for video podcasts, right? You can always just get our podcast in the YouTube music app. And as long as you're logged into the same account, you can pick it up right where you left off. So it might be a way for us to get more people kind of coming back and being part of the podcast without you know, losing them forever because they had to leave their computer or wherever they were watching your podcast. So, a lot of interesting things there. A couple of other things that YouTube's sort of like bragging about, like, hey, you should go and make sure you tell us what your podcast is or upload your podcast separately to YouTube. I don't know how many of us this is actually going to benefit, but there's a dedicated podcast tab on your channel page, which is kind of neat. So, if somebody lands on your page, they can at least see that you have a podcast. You have the opportunity to be discovered on youtube.com slash podcasts. I was on that page this morning and it's mostly shows that are already getting like 50,000 views in the first 24 hours. So I don't know how much chance the bulk of us have of showing up there, but they do have categories. So there's a chance for discovery there. And then also it's gonna be based on your YouTube watch history. So for example, if you have an audience that already watches or subscribe to your YouTube channel or the channels that you manage, There's a decent chance that then your podcast would also be recommended to them on that youtube.com slash podcast, that podcast discovery page. So a couple of opportunities there for sure. Just wanted you to kind of know about them so that if your podcast is not already on YouTube, you can decide, am I going to take the time? Am I going to bother to actually put this up here. Now, another new feature, this is massive. And I looked and I don't have it. And I'll be honest, I've actually checked twice in the last week. This is something that YouTube is testing. And it's a new section in analytics. And if you have it, this could be massive. So I encourage everyone to go take a look, pull up your channel, look under analytics, and you're looking for something called top formats. Okay, top formats. And what it does is, If you have a decent-sized audience or people that have viewed your videos, it'll show you what type of content people view on YouTube on other people's channels, okay? So, for example, you can see, okay, how much does your audience spend most of their time watching YouTube VODs, videos on demand, or as I call them, longs, you know, shorts and longs. Do they watch those? Are they watching lots of live videos? Are they watching lots of YouTube shorts? And the reason I think this is an incredible opportunity is if you go in and let's say all you put out is the traditional long videos on YouTube and you see your audience is spending an obscene amount of time watching lives or your audience is spending an obscene amount of time watching YouTube shorts, this is an opportunity to reach them in a new way. I think this is especially true for lives because there is no better way to build a connection with an audience in real time Than with lives. You know, when we listen to pre recorded content, you know, you can still build connection and rapport and things like that. But if somebody's there live and you're able to say hi to them and acknowledge them and answer questions and things like that, that could be a really fast way, I think, to speed up that customer journey or that fire life cycle, whatever marketing jargon you want to use to describe that by going live. And if your audience is already watching live videos, they're already primed for that. It's much easier than taking an audience who has no interest in live video and then trying to, hey, please come up and watch my live. That would be really great. So lots of YouTube updates that we are covering this week. If you are ready to crush your marketing game though, from leading edge strategies to insider tips and tricks, The Social Media Marketing Society's expert-led workshops can help you achieve the results you've been dreaming of. We bring in the biggest experts, more traffic, more leads, more conversions for you and your clients. Don't miss out on this chance to transform your marketing skills, take your business to the next level. It only opens occasionally, but it is open now, but doors close today. So get in while you can at socialmediasociety.info, socialmediasociety.com info. Johnny just said in the chat here where we're streaming live that he does have that top formats channel in the analytics. I'm jealous, Johnny. That's cool. Definitely take a look and see if there's an opportunity there for you. So updates on ads, YouTube shorts ads. We know YouTube has been wanting to monetize them. And so now YouTube is going to be introducing these new shorts ads that you can be running new ad placements as well. So I love this quote from YouTube. Granted, they're biased, they want us to buy ads, but it said when viewers turn to shorts, they're in the mood for discovery, which creates an ideal environment for advertisers to reach new audiences. So compared to the search videos or the VODs, when somebody searches for something and then they're watching the video, they're just trying to get to that video, right? And so the ad at the front can sometimes be very disruptive. However, if they're watching shorts already, If it feels like an ad, it'll feel disruptive, but in general, if they're watching shorts and your ad is also a compelling, interesting YouTube short, it could flow a lot better. So I really like this opportunity. If you are using video reach campaigns, all you have to do is put in a vertical video under 60 seconds and then you can reach people in the shorts feed. Now, another new ads placement that they're adding is called YouTube Select Run of Shorts. And so this is a premium placement that you can pay extra for. But the way that it works is if you've used YouTube select placements before, this is the version of that for the shorts feed. And so what it does is you can appear essentially next to the most popular or the most relevant videos, shorts, topics for what you're doing and for the people that you are trying to reach. Now, the other thing that they're doing is now you can buy basically the first position in the shorts feed if you're buying ads in the shorts feed. So what this means is it doesn't mean when as soon as somebody hits the shorts feed, they're gonna see your ad. I assume, this is still rolling out, they're gonna see a few shorts and then whenever that ad placement comes up, you can pay extra to be the first ad that somebody sees. So that way if somebody only watches seven videos, they'll see your ad. Now, I worked for years in radio and TV and in radio and TV, they had a placement where people would pay extra for their ads to be either at the beginning or the end of the commercial break, right? So when you're watching traditional TV once upon a time, some people still do, but there was the first commercial and the last commercial, those were considered the prime placements because they assume, you know, at the beginning, everyone sees at least the beginning of the first commercial before they go get snacks or whatever, and then they come back and then maybe they catch the end. So those were sort of considered the peak viewing times for those ads. And what's happened now is they're offering that similar thing. Now, what would be great, if I could spend extra and get a premium placement, I would love to be the last ad that they saw in the feed. Unfortunately, they don't know when somebody's going to swipe out or close the app. So that's not available. But compared to being the first ad or the last ad they'd see, I would think for recall, that last ad would be the best spot, the incredible place for you to have your ads. So, all right. It is officially... The end of an era. I couldn't even believe this when I saw it, but the ads overlay format has now been removed. So for years, YouTube would have a little ad, you know, the wide box ad at the bottom of the screen. Those were ads overlay ads. They've only been on desktop now forever, but they're gone. No more of those. So if you've been buying that placement, it's not going to show up anymore. They just decided it was too intrusive on the user experience, or they decided to get rid of it for another reason. And then that's how they kind of spun it from a PR standpoint. Like we want to have a better viewing experience, but it should be a better viewing experience, I think for us as consumers. And also if you're creating videos on YouTube for people that are viewing your videos. All right. If you are a person who has other people help out with your channel, some important updates here. First of all, when you are adding other users to your YouTube channel so they can comment or upload shorts or whatever it might be. You can now delegate that access on the YouTube studio mobile apps. You no longer have to be on a computer to do that. This is really helpful if you're out in the field somewhere or whatever and somebody's like, I can't get in. And, you know, you can log in and add somebody on the fly if that issue came up. So that's kind of just good to know there, I think. Also, Creators can now download videos on mobile. So you've always been able, I think, or certainly for years and years, to go onto YouTube and download your own videos. You can now do it on a mobile device. Just as a heads up, the highest resolution it will download at is 720p, so there's not gonna download it 1080 or 4K if you uploaded it at a higher resolution. Sometimes, depending on you know different factors, it might even be lower than 720p. But if you wanted to just grab your video really quick raw and upload it somewhere else or something like that, kind of a neat feature that we can now do that on the go. An important update, if you are in the YouTube Partner Program, this is where you qualify to have ads shown and get the money shared and stuff like that. And this is important if this is something that you hope to have at some point as well. So essentially, they're changing the time frame. So beginning June 5th, if you get rejected, they're changing how long you have to wait before going back through it again. So if you're already in the YouTube Partner Program and you violate the monetization policies, you have to wait 90 days to reapply. So if you are somebody that's like, yeah, let's risk it and we'll ask forgiveness later, depending on what your channel makes, you could lose 90 days of revenue from the YPP program. Now, if you haven't been in it and you apply and you get rejected, you have to wait 30 days to reapply. If you get rejected a second time, you have to wait 90 more days to reapply. And you can also appeal any rejection. You can do that within 21 days. I know I just threw out like a bunch of numbers and dates and all that kind of stuff. The main thing to know is they are really taking it seriously that, you know, if you want to be monetized on YouTube, you've got to follow their community guidelines. And so they're just kind of making the punishment a little more severe before you can get back in. But again, you can appeal if it's a mistake or anything like that. One of the policies they mentioned, because when I first saw this, I immediately thought, oh, so if you're like, yeah, this is for kids and it's violence or, you know, whatever else it might be, that might be inappropriate. But one of the policies they mentioned was about not uploading similar content all the time. Specifically, they talked about content that's not necessarily identical, but so similar in nature that viewers have trouble telling it apart. Like we know they don't want us to just put up the same YouTube videos, you know, over and over again. If I did a how to create a Facebook business page tutorial, I uploaded it five weeks in a row. It's not that. And so, I don't know if that means like, you know, I'm saying I've been wearing the same shirt pretty much in, for five years on my YouTube channel. It's this gray polo. I just decided early on, this is not a fashion channel, it's a social media marketing channel. And if you're watching for the fashion, you're in the wrong place. I batch my videos. I record, you know, like 15 in one day. I'm not going to go through costume changes, if you will. Because of that, though, my videos do look similar in a way. So, I'm hoping to do a little bit more digging and find out exactly what they mean by that because I'd be really frustrated if I got kicked out of the program for something like that. Now, that being said, you can appeal. Obviously, mistakes happen. If you're in the YouTube partner program, you can pretty much get somebody on chat anytime to look into things. So there's at least that that we have for us. So next thing, if you are a live streamer on YouTube, a bunch of important things to know about, or if you're going to be a future live streamer because you discovered your audience loves live streams all of a sudden. First of all, they're rolling out reactions on live streams. So people can always like a live video. Now they can react with different emojis, like love, the smiling face, that party popper emoji, the 100 emoji, they're all positive. So nothing much to worry about, just a heads up, you might see them, but they are anonymous. So you can't say, oh, thanks for the party popper, thanks for the love. So you can see how many there are, but you won't be able to see who is doing them. As a heads up, if you don't want these for some reason, they are turned on by default for all channels, are eligible for live streaming. So if you want to turn them off go into live control room under the customization settings and then you can turn them off. From the viewer side if you are going to ask people to use the reactions it's only available on iOS, iPhones, iPads, those devices right now for the moment. So another option for live streams is you're going to start seeing an ads automation option in live control room where you control your live videos. And so With this, you can let YouTube decide the best time to insert an ad during a live stream. Now, this is totally optional, so you can still decide manually where the ad should be. And I haven't seen this in action, so I don't know how it would work, but I'm assuming they're just trying to give us one less thing to think about. I just can't imagine if being live and all of a sudden an ad kicks in, it's like, oh, I guess we're going to break. Now, it may be that they're adding them afterward, so it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing kind of plays out. Another thing is when you are live streaming, you can see some of your key stream stats, like how many viewers there are and different things like that. And so one thing that is being added to this is it's being moved to a smaller box, but you can actually pop it out to be a bigger box. And then those stats will actually have their own URL. And so if you use a third party streamer like OBS Studio or something like that, you'll actually be able to go and show it on your broadcast if you want to show the number of viewers or different things like that. So kind of a neat thing. And then this is the one that I'm most excited about is there's a new notify me button for live streams. So there's always been one on a live stream if somebody went there. But if you went and promoted your live stream, let's say in your community tab, like in a regular feed post, they'd have to click into the event and then click notify me. But now that notify me button will show up as part of it. So this is another great opportunity to promote your live streams, a better reason now to do them in the community tab if you've got access to that and you do, let's say, a weekly live stream, okay? All right, YouTube Shorts. Let's talk about a couple of important updates here, okay? First thing with YouTube Shorts, now if you are using an Apple device, an iOS device, you can choose your thumbnail as you are uploading it. It's gone back and forth, but you could go back to desktop and then add a thumbnail later. I don't add a thumbnail to most of my Shorts because They're not getting clicked on quite as much, but as shorts do come up more in feeds, I think this could become an important aspect. So you can do that now on iOS devices. And then we got the ability on iOS a little while back to reply to any comment with a short. So you record a video to answer somebody's question or comment, for example, and now that is available on Android. If you don't see it right away, make sure you update your YouTube app, and then hopefully you should see it there. All right, if you've got a lot of notifications on your channel, this is a great new tool in Studio Mobile on your phone. There's a tabs at the top and you'll be able to filter your notifications by type, okay? So you can filter your notifications by type. In other words, if you are looking for a certain kind of notification, you can basically clean them up a little bit. And I like that this is on mobile now because sometimes if you're on mobile, maybe you're just trying to check a specific thing. So, just a little thing to speed up the workflow a little bit. If you do image polls on YouTube, you can now have 36 characters on your image poll. So, <laughs> I don't know what it was before, but if you've been doing image polls and then you're just like, ah, oh, 34 characters, now you can have 36 or whatever. You have more than you did before. So, I think it's good to be aware of. Maybe you stopped doing them because you didn't, weren't able to type enough characters. And now you can have two trailers on your YouTube channel. And they're going to show on mobile. So it used to be trailers were primarily shown on desktop or they would autoplay on desktop, but not on mobile. Now the situation, as I understand it, is you can have a trailer that shows for your subscribers and for people who haven't subscribed. So traditionally, the trailer has been about Hey, here's what the channel is about. I'd love to have you subscribe, different things like that. There's a lot of strategies around what should go in your trailer, which is a conversation for another day. But, you know, that was the opportunity to get somebody to find out quickly what your channel was about and decide whether or not they wanted to subscribe and maybe go binge and watch some of your content. Now you can have one for subscribers as well. So if they come back to your channel, they can see and learn stuff about it. I think this is a great opportunity because these are people that have already hit subscribe. And so you could then be moving them forward. They already know who you are. So you could be moving them forward in your funnel or your customer journey, whatever it might be, inviting them to join your email list or inviting them to go see a free thing or get a coupon or whatever it might be. Another opportunity too, I think, is it could almost become a trailer for a specific video or series of videos on your channel. So maybe you have a playlist and you know when people watch these three videos, they end up hiring you or your client if you manage this for somebody else. So the trailer could actually just say, hey, I know you suffer with this problem, and the fastest way to solve this, go watch this three-video playlist, uh, link to it in the description, all that kind of thing. But essentially, if you've been doing YouTube channel for a while, you've probably got at least dozens, if not hundreds and hundreds of videos. So I think it'd be a great opportunity to use that trailer to actually send people to whatever content you know helps move people forward or converts them the absolute best. So really, really cool opportunity there. All right. Quick reminder, you can join the Social Media Marketing Society, but not for long. Doors closed today. Just go to socialmediasociety.info right now before the door is closed, socialmediasociety.info. If you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, we've got two for you to check out, the Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Web3 Business Podcast. And you can find those wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. The
0: Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.